you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City, Thursday, October 6th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Super Bowl champion Jason McCourty, which means our band is back together. (laughs) Since uh, the time in which we spent together in London, it was an impactful and important team chemistry building time for us. Yeah. Great. Last time the four of us were together, Jason was eating a scotch egg. Oh, my God. With blood inside of it. That that was the last show we did. That was the last time with a hard-boiled egg inside. I wasn't going to say it, but we actually have some scotch eggs. Bring them out. Bring them out. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. But we got gummy bears, though. America. A lot of gummy bears. Uh, Jamie, I wasn't here yesterday. Mm -hmm. I thought you did a fantastic job on the side. And uh, it feels like we're like Voltron right now. We're all yeah. back and we got our full powers. And yeah. let's go tackle Thursday night. Let's do it. it. Let's do it. That's perfect because then it's time for the lead box. Still translates. Let's welcome inside uh, our show, NFL Network Insider Tom Pelissero. Tom, Week Five kicks off tonight between the Colts and the Broncos. Uh, there must be injury news on the horizon for us. Uh, what's the latest on the front for these two teams? Well, Jamie, let's start out with the Colts star running back, Jonathan Taylor, who is out for this game because of the ankle injury that he suffered four days ago. Now, my understanding is he underwent an x-ray and an MRI. That ruled out any type of major damage here, but you're talking about a short turnaround for a high-volume player who also came into last week's game battling a mild case of turf toe. So the Colts are going to take the conservative route here with Jonathan Taylor, even though this is a big game for them tonight against the Broncos. Expect to see more of Naeem Hines, who, of course, plays a variety of different roles. The Colts also potentially could elevate running back Philip Lindsay, the veteran, from the practice squad. 
Indianapolis also will be without their star linebacker Shaquille Leonard, who suffered a concussion and a broken nose last Sunday in a collision with his teammate near the goal line. That was the season debut for Leonard, who was coming off of back surgery. Now he is going to miss at least one game. Meanwhile, the Broncos have some running back issues of their own. Javante Williams, their young stud, out for the season because of a knee injury. Melvin Gordon, the veteran, of course, steps into his place, but Gordon has had fumbling issues so far this season, also has been on the injury report with a neck issue. He was removed from the injury report yesterday. He is good to go. Denver signed Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad on Monday. Remains to be seen what, if any, role Murray would be able to be ready for after just really one walkthrough with his new team. One final injury note, quarterback Russell Wilson dinged up his throwing shoulder on Sunday. He's also off the injury report. Good to go tonight, Jamie. All right, Tom P., thank you. That's brutal. Week five to see Shaquille Leonard nose, back, neck. That's awful mm. to go on a short week. I hate to see that for those guys. Week five kicks off tonight with the Colts and the Broncos. That game can be seen on Prime Video and on NFL+. Plus. Both teams missing key players. Someone is going to have to step up, rise to the occasion, seize their destiny, if you will. Man, uh, who is that? Who is that guy on Thursday night football? I know, it, feels, it sounds very important. It's very dramatic because, honestly, it we're in October, but doesn't this feel like a must-win? for both these teams? Yeah. You know, Tell us more. Colts and Broncos? Like, these are two teams that are supposed to be contending for division titles, uh-huh. not be the laughingstock of the NFL. Mm. That's where we are right now with both of these franchises. And those are two winning franchises that have a lot of tradition and, in many cases, a lot of pride. I, I think of a player on the Denver sidelines right now who has to be just burning to get back on the field, and that's our guy Melvin Gordon. Okay. Javante Williams was not only my number one breakout player of the year yeah, going into this thing, but was also supposed to be the guy in Denver. Melvin Gordon was supposed to fade away towards the midway point of the season. It would be all beyond Javante. Well, Javante's out for the year. Insert Melvin Gordon, who it seems like cannot hang on to a football. He's got mm-hmm. issues right now. He had a terrible fumble Sunday against the Raiders. Deron Harmon knocks it out. But it's not uncommon. This is the last two years. Fumbles lost. And he's had 200 carries less than Dalvin Cook. He's had 200 carries less than Jonathan Taylor. You go through the footage, and it is like head-scratching. What is up with Melvin Gordon? This guy cannot hold on to the football. And this is not a young player. This is not Tiki Barber needing uh, the Tom Coughlin, hey, high and tight talk. Like, This is Melvin Gordon, who's been in the league for several, several seasons and has had great success. So as I'm showing fumbling footage of Melvin Gordon, I would go back to 2014, all right? 2014, Melvin Gordon is in a game against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He's a Wisconsin Badger. Gordon had 144 rushing yards, but lost two fumbles Mm -hmm. with about nine minutes left to go in the second Mm -hmm. quarter, okay? Melvin Gordon, coach wants to bench him. Gordon begs him, keep me in, keep me in, let me stay in this game. He went on to have an NCAA record, 408 yards on that day. <laughs> he ran for 408 yards. 408 yards. <laughs> Black shirts want to tackle anybody? Black shirts were not tackling what are we anyone doing? What are we that doing? day. Let me tell you something. 144 <laughs> yards rushing, but two fumbles. Coach wants to pull him. Melvin Gordon's like, give me one more shot. We're at that point in his career right now, I think, where if Melvin Gordon starts coughing up the ball today, it's like, look, we've got other options. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not. We're, 
I think Melvin Gordon has the Melvin Gordon comeback game. I think there's a redemption story here, and I think he carries the Broncos. Melvin Gordon has to step up, and if you know Melvin Gordon, you know how badly he wants this and does not want to be the reason this team is losing games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what you're saying is a great point. They signed Latavius Murray. Mike Boone was getting some carries above him after he fumbled this past week, so it is kind of put up or shut up time, and I think he will rise to the occasion. And another guy for the Colts who has risen to the occasion is rookie Alec Pierce. He's a wide receiver on the other side of Michael Pittman Jr., and he's starting to come along versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Had his first three receptions of the season. One coming late in the fourth quarter, helping them to win that game. This past week, he goes out there four catches for 80 yards. Matt Ryan's chucking it up in the air, and he's making catches deep down the field. Now, you look at this matchup Thursday night. You have Michael Pittman Jr., like I said, on the other side. Pat Sertain Jr. will probably shadow Michael Pittman Jr., Mm. which is going to open it up for Alec Pierce. Matt Ryan threw for over 300 yards in their last game, and yes, it hasn't always been pretty, but he's finding ways to get Alec Pierce the ball. Pierce talked about this week. He said, hey, as I'm coming along, Matt Ryan is building more confidence in me. Not only am I getting more targets in the game, but I'm seeing the ball come my way more in practice. And for a young receiver, that's what you want to hear. Your quarterback having confidence in you, trusting you to get the ball in your hands late in the game, early in the game, but finding it necessary to get you going for the offense to get rolling. Week five, would you ever imagine, like, the Colts season depends on Alec Pierce. So weird. You know, day two <laughs> pick out of Cincinnati. You, ne- you never know who's going to step up throughout the course of a season. It's been interesting to see Matt Ryan try to figure this out in real time, especially considering the quarterback that we knew and the success that he had with the Falcons. It hasn't really been as smooth, I think, as a lot of people thought it might have gone. They, it was the consistency yeah. that the Colts wanted a quarterback that just hasn't quite delivered. Alec Pierce is one of those um, options for him in the passing game. The two tight ends that he has, I think, are spectacular. And I love a good connection to when you have, like, a big guy like Mo Ali Cox or Jelani Woods. I'm talking 6'7", 250, 6'5", 255. These guys are huge. They used to play basketball. They're easy targets in the red zone. Matt Ryan has thrown five touchdowns this season, four of which are to the tight end position. These guys have to step up in a game like this. This is easy for Frank Reich to look at this within his offense. Frank Reich loves tight ends. He loves to feature them. Let's talk about all the tight ends that Frank Reich has been able to feature in his coaching career. When he first started in Indianapolis, you got Dallas Clark. Then he goes to the Chargers, and he's got Antonio Gates. And then Zach Ertz, when he was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Look at those faces. That is a fantastic way to move the ball up and down the field. Big targets. And without a running back, you don't have to rely as much maybe on those tight ends to be the blocking guys that you need. You need them to be pass catchers in an offense like this. Yeah. I would also throw in Trey Burton, who was on that yes. team and through the Philly special, got a big contract with the Bears. Like, he does like yeah. the tight ends. Well, Angelani Woods used to be a quarterback, and so, mm. like, maybe a little trickery we mm. see going on with oh, the tight ends. I would love some trickery tonight. Yeah. They need Especially something. With, we need something. I'll bring a full circle. I'm going to talk Broncos running game, and Peter laid out the Melvin Gordon fumbling issues. Fumbling is a, is a mental, mental thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Everybody knows the form. As a veteran, like, he, he is in his head about that. And I don't know if it's going to be because of that, because some other reason, but I, I, I'm looking for a hero to rise from the Broncos running game, and it is the newest guy in the block and one of the most respected veterans on this show for sure. Latavius Murray is a Bronco now, and let me just promise you this, he's going to score a touchdown tonight. This is all he ever does. This is him back, a sixth-round pick, back with the Oakland Raiders. Out of Central Florida. Central Florida, and he just, wow, he's 6'3", he's really good. Then he goes to Minnesota, scores touchdowns, makes the Pro Bowl, is in the playoffs. Minnesota's like, ah, we love Latavius, but we're going to let you go. Now he's a Saint, taking a handoff from Taysom Hill. All he does... Score a touchdown. So he had a long career with the Saints, right? 
Nope. Then he's on to the Ravens, taking handoffs from Lamar. Guys, he can't make it up. He scores a touchdown, a long one. So he settles home in Baltimore. Nope. Then he's moving on to the Saints. He's getting a handoff last week. Guys, this is in London. They picked him up and said, you want to get on a plane to London? He jumps right in and scores a touchdown. So New Orleans has a guy, right? Denver says, we need someone. They sign him this week off the Saints practice squad. And we're like, we're going to put you in the game on Thursday on a short week. And you were in London last week. That's about that trip. It's incredible. Yeah. Last week, he's scoring a touchdown in London for the Saints. Tonight, I, be- I guarantee he will be scoring a touchdown tonight on Thursday Night Football for the Broncos. And just to finish the this thing and just give it our little bow. There is no one better for the locker room. There is no one better for the huddle. And if you want proof of that, here's Latavius Murray. Not scoring a touchdown, but sitting five years ago with Peter Strager, myself, and Will Selva debating Godfather versus Goodfellas and taking up for the Godfather. Go ahead. This is our guy. <laughs> 72, we have the Godfather that comes out, okay? 18 years later, you have the Goodfellas. Hey, you don't get <laughs> the third without Jerry West. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, this is business. This is not personal. Luca Brasi. Yes! Nervous to go up there and talk to the Godfather. Nervous, rehearsing his speeches. <laughs> Kyle, I want you to rehearse your speeches before you talk to me. That's the respect <laughs> that I deserve. Peter, you're the NFL outsider, aren't you? You're outsider! The NFL insider, aren't you? Own. You're, the, you're the rat, right? <laughs> yeah. Kyle, how do you pick a movie that ends up with the rat as the main guy, huh? Uh-huh. He had takes on Peter, on Henry Hill. I'm going to say this again. That is a professional running back. Wherever he goes, he performs. Loves movies. Peeling orange. Lo- just Peter, he was, I think he was trying to do the Don Corleone thing. We couldn't stick the landing. He will tonight. Latavius Murray will score a touchdown tonight. Watch. That is incredible. I love that. It's amazing. He's the best. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
Who knows? Come on, Peter. The NFL's still in London, and we've got another great game this weekend. Live from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on NFL Network. It's the Giants and the Packers. Rodgers' first time overseas in the NFL. Wake up early and watch with us. It's Sunday morning football, live from London, October 9th. And yes, West Coast, set your alarms. 9.30 a.m. Eastern, set your fantasy lineups on NFL Network and streaming on NFL Plus. Game day kickoff gets you started 7 a.m. Eastern. And gosh, do I love seeing those two logos. So much so that I figured... We can do a little mixed bag trivia based on those two teams and their intersection as NFL legendary franchises. It's mixed bag trivia. If you're new to the show, just sit back, watch, and play along at home. Jamie, hmm. it's time oh gosh. to get in the hot seat. Okay. Okay. There is a possibility that we actually get an Aaron Rodgers versus Davis Webb game mm-hmm. here. Okay. We don't know who the Giants quarterback is at the moment. Oh, Pope. And oh. Davis Webb could be the guy. Two players who have played their college ball at California Mm -hmm. were Aaron Rodgers and Davis Webb. Berkeley, are you with us? Okay. Webb versus Rodgers. The question is this, college football sideline reporter for many, many years. (laughs) Other than Aaron Rodgers, which Cal Berkeley quarterback has the most career NFL passing yards? Is it Craig Morton? mm -hmm. Is it Steve Bartkowski? Is it Kyle Bowler? Or is it Jared Goff, Cal Bears fans, Mike Silver, where are you? <laughs> Who's got this answer? Jamie Wardall, do you have this I answer? feel like you're trying to bait me. Don't ever the, try to get into my psychology. Yeah, with the, with the, <laughs> easy, the, like the easy Goff answer, like, oh, he's the, the most recognizable for the young people who... For the young heads? For the young heads. Goff had 900 last week, I think. So that <laughs> I know, I know. But they weren't going up against the 48-45, although those games were played at Cal. I don't know. I'm, I have no idea. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go B. I'm going to go Steve Barkowski. Steve Barkowski, great Falcons legend, but the correct answer is actually A. Craig oh, okay. Morton. At least I wasn't baited into going golf. Yeah. Craig like, Morton. Rodgers wow. has a big lead over everybody, well, but look where Craig Morton comes about in. Morton. Over yeah. Morton's Super Bowl quarterback this time. You guys, 27,908 yards, was a Broncos wow. quarterback, was also a Cowboys quarterback, played for 18 seasons. Wow. I love this. Okay, and Craig Morton. Out of Cal, out of Flint, Michigan originally, was a fifth overall pick in the 65 draft. Plays for the Cowboys. Ends up going to the Super Bowl, being the quarterback for the Broncos in that 77 year, the Orange Crush team. Craig Morton, awesome career. Starter, backup, bounced around the league. 18 years in the league. Look at that throw. That's Elway yeah. before Elway. That's yeah. seven. Yeah, this is why we do this segment, guys. This Ooh, is right it. on the money. Markowski was next. But yeah, first it was. You want to fall off. I wasn't far off, but that's. Look at. I love these highlights. They are really good. I don't know if Kyle Bowler is ready to step into that Ray Lewis locker room. That, that was a tough, that was a tough, tough ask, beat for him. A tough, tough ask. beat for him. A couple of years after a <laughs> Super Bowl. But tough. he did once throw a ball through yeah. the uprights. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's the yes. word. Yeah. Jason, that was tough. I put Jamie in a tough spot there. Indeed. You know what? I appreciate it because last week was low. It was too easy. With That's the um, Martellus Bennett that situation. Was the feedback so, I Jamie was a fan yeah. last week. She were insulted by that. <laughs> like, I know my ball. What are you doing? So I give you Craig Morton questions. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Jason, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's you do it. You grew up in the New York, New Jersey area. And around 2007, you were likely in middle, high, or maybe even elementary school. I'm not sure. But the Giants beat the Packers in the 07 NFC Championship game. And you're a defensive back. Which Giants player picked off Brett Favre in overtime to put that game on Lawrence Tynes' foot? 
Was it defensive lineman and friend of the show and fellow host of the show, O.C. Umenora? Was it Antrail Roll? At the end of the day, was it Antonio Pierce? Mm. Or was it Corey Webster out of LSU? Some really good Giants players right there. Antrail Roll, really good safety. Antonio Pierce was knocking heads off at the middle linebacker spot. O.C., friend of the show. I don't know if he was intercepting any passes. I am going with D. Corey Webster, I believe number 23 for your New York Giants. Oh, he got the jersey number, and he's right. It is yes. Corey. Corey Webster tied at 20 in overtime. Favre is looking here, and he's got Donald Driver, his go-to guy, and Corey Webster gets the pass, <laughs> runs it in, and he picks off the gunslinger. Favre in what was the coldest game in New York Giants history. Goes into Lambo and it's Corey Webster and the boys on defense in those white, red, and blue uniforms putting the game away. Lawrence Tynes, we see you. We know you tweet often. We know you're a Giants legend. <laughs> Tynes bangs it through in frigid weather to win it in overtime. But Corey Webster, the correct answer. You even knew the number. Knew the number. I, I know my DBs. Roll was 26. I remember that Giants team watching them. They had some dogs out 07. there. 07. Where were you? 07. I was in college at that point. Okay. Yeah, I graduated high school 05. So yeah. You're watching as a Down Scarlet the road as a Scarlet Knight. Watching them. Watching them go to work. Corey Webster. Kyle, are you ready? I'm absolutely ready. Is this not great? We've got Giants Packers it's trivia. Really fun. Here we go. Where are you going? Give me something. Meat Usually we go SNL with yeah. you. Yeah. Give me something. Saturday Night Live. But after this past week, I might need some time off from. Why is that? You didn't like the Miles Taylor people. I like that Miles one. Teller. I thought that one was good. I think that they've got uh, some growing pains. That's mm. my critique on SNL. Right. Okay. Maybe they should get Kirk Cameron as the cat. Transition year. What's okay. So I'm going different place with you. Okay. Aaron Rodgers referenced NFL Europe this week in an interview with Pat McAfee uh-huh. on the Pat McAfee show. He was talking about the Rhine fire. Oh, yeah. So I ask you, which of the following teams were not NFL Europe mm. franchises? Mm. Got the Amsterdam Admirals. We've got the Frankfurt Galaxy. We've got the Berlin Thunder. And we've got the Munich Mavericks. It's too bad because my favorite team is the Ryan Fire, so they're not. Rogers went there right away. He's like, I love the Ryan. I think people like the Ryan Fire. Just it rang. Um, Amsterdam Admirals, I'm pretty sure was the team, and I also Frankfurt Galaxy is hitting for me. So I think it's either C or D. Peter, you gotta got cute with the Munich Mavericks with the alliteration at the end. That sounds fake to me. It's either that or Berlin Thunder, which also sounds like Berlin Thunder sounds like a like an all male burlesque show in Germany. Right. I don't want to. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Berlin. We're going to Munich as well. <laughs> take a full Monty? Yeah, take a trip to Berlin and see the Munich. You have to see the Thunder. You see the Thunder. Hot. That's what you see. All right, Petey, now you're talking me into it. Yeah. Sprockets! <laughs> now's the time on Sprockets when we dance. <laughs> I'm going to go with the last one, the Mavericks. I'm going to go with that. That's not true. You're right. The correct yeah. answer oh. is D, the Munich Mavericks. Nice. The Amsterdam Admirals, the Frankfurt Galaxy, the Berlin Thunder. Thunder. They were all actual teams. There's Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. There's Kurt Warner, Amsterdam Admiral Kurt Warner. Yeah. Right with the Suzuki ad yep. right on the. I'm not sure <laughs> Subtle. That. Who's that? And that's the Berlin Thunder right there. Oh, We've got cool. all these cool uniforms. Uh, going back to Germany, the league had such a footprint in Germany during the NFL Europe and the World League. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a lot of NFL Europe talk, mm-hmm. I think, Great. during that week. Uh, if you are a fan of the Berlin Thunder, please send us all of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, the Munich Mavericks never existed. Though. No, Mavericks an American thing. Yeah, yeah. Maverick. Yeah. That's true. Uh, we got a video clue that we all participate in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. 2016 NFC wildcard game. Everyone sure. was talking about the 
boat picture where all the Giants receivers (laughs) were on the boat with Trey Songs, but it was... We still don't have the picture. We still don't. (laughs) We've tried to run that for six years. Behind the scenes. That was our first year as a show. There's no picture? No, there's a picture. We've tried it for years. The NFL NFL dark shadowy figures were like, don't don't, don't encourage that. Don't encourage that. We still don't ever show the picture. Isn't that the name of our show? Just encourage that? Yes, or dark shadowy (laughs) figures. That's how we go. Um, It was a one-point game. Yeah. As halftime approached. And this was even after the boat. It was Odell's first playoff game, the whole thing. Rodgers takes a snap and heaves one for the end zone. Which Packers receiver hauled in a pass for the touchdown? Was it Randall Cobb? Was it Jamie Erdahl's favorite, Martellus Bennett? Was it Jordy Nelson? Or was it Devontae Adams? Mm -hmm. Jamie, you go first. I'm going to go see Jordy Nelson. Okay. Jason, you're next. I am. I know it wasn't Marty. It wasn't Martellus Bennett. They hated him in Green Bay. They couldn't wait to get my guy Marty out of there. Okay. I'm going Didn't D, Devontae Adams. Okay. Marty's thing is always he played with Rodgers. He's a lovable guy. Everyone loves Cutler. him. Cutler. He went back to New England that same season. They, yeah, they couldn't he wait, told everybody they couldn't how wait to get him out the door in Green Bay. All right. Rodgers always loves his guys. His best friend is in his wedding. I just would go. I'd go with Randall Cobb. He always Cobby, as he calls Cobby. it. Cobby. Cobby. Yeah, I go Cobby. Let's find out. Let's toss to the sound. The game was in 2014, uh, 2016. Let's hear how it all went down. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. that better than Aaron Rodgers <laughs> I don't want to work there's been so many phases of Aaron Rodgers' careers. Yeah. I love the Hail Mary phase when oh. he would throw in every five minutes. Oh. It was like, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> throw a Hail Mary yeah. today? Arizona, this yep. one. Like, Talking forget it. about this one, right? We go from Craig Morton to Randall Cobb to the Berlin Thunder Fire, mm-hmm. whatever they are. This is what our show is. Good morning, football. Mm-hmm. We're back. Mixed bag, bag trivia. trivia. I love first that. Edition of mixed bag trivia. That was fun. I like it. always in that I'm bag. flying blind for mixed bag trivia. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
The Walker Haze for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Week five kicks off tonight. The Colts and the Broncos. Latavius Murray, who's with the Saints last week. Um, and then that's where uh, the Saints host the Broncos. No, they host the Seahawks on Sunday night. Uh, it won't be Russell Wilson there. The NFL becomes just a constellation of players moving across huh. the map. Uh, but it's strange to say that the Seahawks would be in New Orleans uh, playing the Saints without Russell Wilson. But he is with the Broncos, and life has moved on for both teams. Both teams are two and two. Um, safe to say, or how does this question go? Strange to say that the Seahawks are better off without Russell Wilson. Do we believe that to be true? Uh, I don't want to go that far. I will say right now, I want to give Geno some of his flowers, as we like to say. He's Mm. been playing really well. This guy drafted by the New York Jets, didn't work out. Went to the Giants, went to the Chargers, and now he's in Seattle, sat behind Russ. He's getting his opportunity to start. But we can't diminish what Russ did. No one is. Are they better off right now without Russell Wilson? No, it's too early to say that. They're, what, two and two? Like, they haven't. They're one, I think, one or two games right now. So, yes, Geno Smith is playing good football. So, I understand the question and why we're talking about it, but look at what they did with Russ. They won more playoff games in the 10 years Russ was there, and it was like 36 seasons before that. Russ won a Super Bowl there, took them to two Super Bowls. So I don't want to say they're better off without him because we were able to see what he was, what he did for that organization. And I know the Legion of Boom was the main focus while he was there. That defense was incredible, being at the top and points allowed every single year. But he got it done. He made plays on his feet. He made plays outside the pocket to secure wins, to get them going, to find some momentum. So Russell Wilson, strange, and all the other acronyms and things you want to say about him off the field, let's ride, all of those things on the field, he finds a way in clutch moments to get the job done. Right now, I'm not going to say they're better off without him. Broncos struggling a little bit, still 2-2. Two and two. A quarterback like Russ brings some faith and some belief in the building. Mm. I can't tell you how bad that I'd love to go here. I'm dying to go here. I lo- I, I, there's a thing called chemistry. There's a personality fit. There's all sorts of extra stuff with mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. I mean, the, the word strange just got thrown out, mm-hmm. and it's applied a lot of different ways. I just can't get there yet. I can't. Are you disappointed in me, Peter? No, go. I want to hear right. your take. I mean, hey, listen. Um, I love the Geno thing. I love Geno as a person. I love his, his story, and he's playing really well, and he's sitting in completion percentage records. There's still a point where you're like, we have Russell Wilson, and he is a killer, and he has nine playoff wins, and he engineered maybe the greatest comeback in playoff history. It's still Russell Wilson. I, it just feels very hot takey. It feels like maybe we should go on our show and pose a question, and they're better off without, and the headline really reads like, that's just that's garbage, basically, for other shows. Like, we, we try to pride ourselves on some authenticity here. So I can't jump on it. I just can't. Uh, and believe me, like, I am not Russ's champion, and they're definitely having problems with Denver, and maybe it will work out, maybe it wouldn't. I just still have too much respect for the purely on-field product that he presents 
and how magical he is. And I'm not talking about the Legion of Boom era. I'm talking about the DK Metcalf and Lockett era in which he had brilliant stretches and brilliant performances and ultimately it was flawed. So, no, I can't get to the, are the Seahawks better without Russell Wilson? Now, now. If you want to talk about are the Cowboys better with Cooper Rush, then come on over and sit down. I'll get to that in a different segment, but I can't get there with Russ. Let me present the case, and it's not hot takey. It's Russ didn't want to be there anymore, and for two years he had this place hostage on – uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of here. I'm not sort of here. He went to his agent and listed different cities he would want to play in. That hovers over an entire organization. Does our quarterback want to be here? Does our quarterback want to play with us? Well, they eventually trade him. And let's look at the trade compensation that they got here for Russell Wilson. What did they get in exchange? Well, they get Drew Locke, who's now the backup quarterback. They get Noah Fant, starting tight end. They get Shelby Harris, starter. They get two different first-round picks, two different second-round picks, a fifth-round pick. And you know what they're paying Geno Smith right now? They're paying Geno Smith a half a million dollars with bonuses that can be up to $4 million. They're, Geno Smith's on a one-year deal. To me, it's Russell's 32 doesn't want to be here. I think his best football might be for the Seattle Seahawks behind him. In the last two years, we haven't done anything in the playoffs. So are we better off without him? Maybe if you go one for one, Geno Smith versus Russell Wilson, you'd say I'd take Russell Wilson. But in this particular situation, in a vacuum, gosh, Geno Smith looks good in Shane Waldron's offense, looks better than Russell did last year, sure looks comfortable. And Geno wants to be there. Geno wants to be there and is making one hundredth of what Russell was making. I think the Seahawks were ready for a change. I think Russell was ready for a change. If you listen to Pete Carroll in his conversations, he makes it very clear that, hey, we're good with what the guy we got is doing and how we are. So, Jason, uh, no one's taking away Russell Wilson's achievements. This guy is going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think if he ever takes another snap, he's going to the Hall of Fame. That's how good he is. But at 32 years old, after two years of this hovering, I don't know if I want to be here. I'm not. I do want to be here. I maybe uh, go Hawks. Go. Good riddance. Mm. Go on to your next venture. We like what we've got here. And Geno Smith, for far less expensive uh, price tag, is getting the job done, if not better, at least as uh, you know, in, so a, in a comparable mm-hmm. way as to what Russell was doing in this offense. I, that's all we can answer the question, too, is so far. I think to project a Geno Smith-led Seahawks team to have the playoff success that mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is, that's that's a little too far to go with uh, when you're going to extrapolate the situation. But you go with the numbers and the trade and the compensation, then the Broncos had to pay the guy, which was an even further commitment to the situation. I'm going to go with the vibe check here, which, to Peter's point, this was just an awkward thing. I think Russell Wilson seems like a guy that really wants to be liked, and I think he wanted to go to Seattle week one opening night and be cheered on received to well. be received well to, to have a warm fuzzy feelings in the building and it was not that I specifically asked for the booze to be not played during this because I feel badly that that's that they were as loud as they were but Pete Carroll kind of drew that up the week before the fans will know how to handle it when Russell Wilson mm. walks back in the building and they handled it as they wanted to uh Pete Carroll is a fantastic coach, and it was going to be that guy or the other. And Russell Wilson, it's not really a connection between the two quarterbacks. It's more that 
I think the Seahawks, as a franchise moving forward with Pete Carroll as your quarterback, are better off without Russell Gino Wilson. Gino as your quarterback, with, right now you're saying. With Gino. But it's not about Gino. It's about the organization. And I think that it is better off without Russell the, Wilson. There's the hover factor. Peter yeah. used the word hover. But then there's also the are you a good player factor, yes. which trumps the hover. No the doubt Seahawks are 2-2. Two two, all right? Has Geno Smith had a big win yet? They got crushed by the Niners. They beat the Lions. You know what Russell Wilson would have done to that Lions team? He would have gone for 500 yards. So, like, I'm, but we've I'm said that about Russell Wilson in the first couple of weeks. Like, you know what he's going to do to this team or that? And he hasn't done that yet but with Denver. Seattle. Like, the Hover thing is real. But is Geno going to be – are we talking about Geno in week nine and week 12 and week 13? I don't know. NFL's – or NFC's offensive player of the week. He leads every stat in a, a lot start. of ways. And it's I would say start. this. Like, one-year deal. There's nothing to lose. for. I'm talking about, is Seattle better off without Russell Wilson? Not, is Geno Smith we'll the yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I think right now, they are better without Russell Wilson, mm. and it was time to move on because of the situation that it yeah. was. It was a toxic situation. Yep. Go on, chase your dreams, go be a Denver Bronco. Mm. All right, time for a Thursday Night Preview Odds presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, it'll be the Colts taking on the Broncos in Denver tonight. Russell Wilson is looking to get this team back on track after division loss to the Raiders last week. The big story is that both teams are down starting running backs, as Tom Pelissero has covered at his nauseum. Uh, it'll be Naheem Hines and Melvin Gordon handling a bulk of the carries tonight. So, guys, which one of these players do you think will step it up as we look at those various lines and numbers? Yeah, to, to the fans of the DraftKings segment, I would say Melvin Gordon's my guy. I think there's a redemption story here after the fumble last week. I think he goes over 64-and-a-half. I think this guy has a huge night tonight. I know everyone's t- tweeting me, Latavius and Boone and all that. I think Melvin's the guy. I honestly do. I think that they're gonna they're not gonna run away from him. If anything, they're gonna lean into it. Melvin Gordon puts up a big game tonight, and I think he goes way over 64. Watch the Colts tacklers every time Melvin Gordon has the ball. They're going to be ripping that Punching thing. They're going to be on Swat. him. They're going to be all they talked about. I'm all week ripped this ball out. I hope I love Melvin. I root for Melvin, but I also love Naheem Hines. He has a huge opportunity here. He's always been this explosive, athletic, really likable, kind of eccentric, entertaining guy. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's not going. Jonathan Taylor is is Elvis in that offense right now. And Naheem Hines, the anytime score, he'll score in this game. I think he'll score a couple times in this game. Mm. Uh, Naheem Hines, always explosive catching the ball. I think he'll have eight or nine catches and at least one touchdown. I think he's going to have a big night. Yeah, I'm going with Russell Wilson, over 269 yards. He had his best game as a Bronco last week against the Raiders. Yes, they lost the game, but it was his best game passing. And for me, this is his opportunity. Thursday night football, we talked about it just a few seconds ago how he struggled in that Denver Broncos offense. The first primetime game goes back to Seattle, gets booze and all of that, doesn't play his greatest game. And they played it for it. It wasn't been great. And I think for tonight, Russ shows up, shows out. No Javante Williams. Moore is going to be on his shoulder. Let it loose. Get it down there to Sutton and Judy and see what they do with it. Go ahead with Russ. Over 269 yards. Broncos hosting the Colts. Uh, You can see it on Prime Video and NFL+. Plus. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team. Pocket 200 if that team wins. Download the app and use the promo code GMFB when you sign up. Get some cash. It's cool. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 